We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. I'm not even sure what he's been doing since he retired other than a little bit of uh, reporting here and there. So, well, he's playing know, on you know, that Bank of America club team, isn't he? That's right, that Wells Fargo. Don o- oh, Wells Fargo, excuse me. Yeah. Don Ovan. Don Ovan. So. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basso. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. I'm joined by JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath, our MLS experts. We are taping this uh, Thursday night, September 8th, and the NFL is kicking off basically right now. But instead, we're here chatting about Landon Donovan coming back to Major League Soccer. Now, guys, you 
have a much longer history in Major League Soccer than I do. Uh, and I believe uh, the Landon Donovan MLS era did not uh, include any DFS Major League Soccer. Am I correct about that? I think we were playing Donovan. Uh, on Stack Clash, ago. maybe? <laughs> it seems like we played him on DraftKings, too, but I might be wrong there. It hmm. seems like he was there kind of in the beginning. Okay. Maybe uh, maybe I don't remember that. But for those uh, for, for our listeners who uh, are either new to MLS on um, basically DraftKings or uh, are new to soccer, um, can you find a parallel either in another league or specifically anybody in major league soccer right now that uh, Donovan either used to be like, or could be now. Oh man. That's a tough one. I mean, he's, uh, he comes back as MLS is all time leading scorer, leading his sister, um, pretty much holds every scoring record. So, um, it's hard to compare him to to one player. I mean, you could say Via in terms of some of his goal scoring traits. Just a guy that shows up at the right time to score goals, and then um, I don't know. I mean, he, he did it all. He's he was kind of a just a dynamic, unique player. So it's fun to see him back. How about like a David Acom type? Obviously, a a little bit better in terms of probably the the scoring and whatnot. And Acom maybe is is probably more athletic just overall. But, I mean, they they were both super fast, super dangerous, kind of cutting in from the wing. They could look make any defender in the league look silly. And uh, But I think they also probably, if Donovan's career would have included a lot more DraftKings and DFS, I think he would have had a lot of quiet nights too. I mean, he, he does play out there on the wing, so that's kind of what I would compare it to. And... We were saying just before we started uh, started up that, J.D., you thought it was a joke. I kind of did, too. And it didn't really make sense to, like, joke about it. Like, it was one of those that, like, nobody had been really discussing it. So, like, the idea that, like, that Donovan could come back, like, it was almost like, why would you joke about it? Uh, and exactly. Yet, yeah. And yet, when I saw it, the, the first place I saw it was uh, Kevin Baxter's tweet from the L.A. Times. That was basically like they're going to announce it later today that Donovan's coming back. And it was like every the, the comments afterwards were either people who were so happy about it and others that were like, oh, that, no way. Like, this is garbage. Like, he's just playing. But then, you know, a few other people are like, I confirm it. And I feel like as soon as Grant Wall was like, I can confirm that Donovan's coming back. That's when kind of everybody was like, wow, he he really is going to come back. He He wrote a long message on Facebook about why he did it. A lot of it was that uh, they're being killed by injuries right now. He did basically say he's signing through the end of the year. They do have a DP spot open next year, so it seems weird to me that he would only come back for like two months, basically. I mean, I guess you have the if they make a long playoff run, then it's three months. But uh, do you guys where does he fit into this team? Um, because obviously he's he's going to come back and play. So where where do you guys see him fitting in? That's the tough question because, like, the entire out of everything the team needs is probably not a Donovan type player. Right. I mean, you're not going to complain about getting Landon Donovan back. That's for certain. But, um, I mean, they have good guys that are out there on the wing. They have a lot of young talent that they haven't been playing this year that they could in attacking positions. 
So uh, it's it's kind of a luxury to get him back. Um, I I imagine he'll eventually end up starting either on the wing or up top with Keane in a some kind of four four two, or I guess Giovanni dos Santos could kind of tuck in right behind them, and then I guess you really have to play defensive because Donovan dos Santos and Keane are not gonna give you too much on the defensive end. So yeah. uh, how everything fits together, that's for Bruce Arena to figure <laughs> out. Um, we'll see. I assume his return kind of crushes any potential consistent playing time that we may have gotten from like Sebastian Legette or Emmanuel Boateng. Like, I don't. How do those guys play if if Donovan starts? Well, I think Legette can be in there, and I think if they move him to a central midfield role, it it would work pretty well. Flanked he, by Husidic and Lorenowitz, or <laughs> <laughs> he. I mean. Legette can definitely play central midfield. Um, I don't think he's bad at it. I've seen him kind of get there a couple of times. And um, he's just an all-around really good player. He's probably underrated in uh, in the league, which is rare for a Los Angeles Galaxy player to be underrated because <laughs> kind of the, they're the primary focus of a lot of what happens in MLS. But, um, yeah, Banjo Husidic, I guess since I've talked some trash on him, he has a goal and an assist in two games. So <laughs> he, he's also playing well. And it's, yeah, it's just going to be what kind of formation do they want to line up in? And I, I don't know what's going to be the best. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, and I'm, I'm curious to see how long it's going to take Donovan to, to kind of get back into the, the swing of things, kind of get back in a rhythm and contribute. I think he's probably going to be coming off the bench, obviously, probably the first couple of appearances i don't think i'm not even sure what he's been doing since he retired other than a little bit of uh reporting here and there so well he's playing know, on that bank of america club team isn't he <laughs> that's right that wells fargo don o- oh wells fargo excuse me yeah don ovan don ovan so yeah. <laughs> who knows what kind of shape he's in coming into all this um but i do expect him to have an impact um down the stretch here so probably not a guy that we're gonna see making immediate impact fantasy was but once he comes around and he starts picking up some starts and you know it'll be fun to get him back in the lineup yeah i think it's entirely possible that he's just a super sub for the entire year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised to see that with maybe a spot start here and there because um, i think i did read a couple of quotes basically him saying that you know when, when him and bruce talked about it that they agreed that they could use them in certain certain spots and it made it made it sound more or less like he would be taking on a sub role so mm-hmm. and for what i gather this is like the most lackadaisical like hey i'm gonna come out of retirement in history like it just seems like it was completely on a whim like he sort of described sounds- that actually because he said he was working the game like two weeks ago talking about all the injuries and somebody was like hey you should you should just come back and he was like yeah wait maybe Maybe I should come back. And, like, that was it. And then he, like, called Bruce Arena. His artist was ruled out for the season. And they were like, yeah, come on back. We'll take you. I and, mean, you can't say no to him, right? Right. Well, that's kind of what it sounded like. Meaning, like, he wanted to come back. And, yeah, they were like, how do you say no to that? <laughs> In, like, six months, Klinsman will be naming him captain or something crazy. No, I think we know that'll never happen. But <laughs> but now he's showing his competitive fire. Uh, I gotta love all the banter on Twitter. People tweeting at Klinsman to yeah. bring bring Donovan back, and man, I missed most of it. I was pretty sad that I was, it happened during the middle of a work day. Uh, it was <laughs> fun stuff today. 
what do you think his opening price on DraftKings is? Oh, it's probably way too high. Yeah, but but realistically, Maybe eight or nine thousand. That's I what think. I was thinking. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> too high. Well, of course it'll be too high. Like I think we all can agree it'll what be if way it, too high. What if it's like three thousand for the first week? He'll be a hundred percent on. And then it jumps to. Yeah. I think it's going to be like high seven thousands realistically. Mm-hmm. I I hope it is because then. He's still not playable, but it'll it'll tempt a lot of people to use him, I guess. <laughs> Does he take corners? I just, uh, he might. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Giovanni yeah, Santos has been so good lately, though, so. It seems like that's like that's a like-for-like like move. Like, if Dos Santos was hurt and they signed Donovan, you'd be like, oh, he'll just slot in Dos Santos' spot. But, like, it's just the opposite. Like, Dos Santos is actually playing really well right now. And maybe the spot they don't need the help with, just like you said, like that's not where they need help right now. Yeah, maybe you just keep Dos Santos fresh and you put Donovan in for the last twenty minutes of right. of a game if you can, and yeah, that's that. Uh, I can't believe that. I still can't believe that he's coming back, wearing number twenty six too, which looks very silly on him. Right. I uh, when I was younger, I didn't appreciate Landon Donovan nearly as much as I should have. And I kind of came around to just how good he was uh, later in his career. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's going to be nice to like have him back. He's probably not going to be nearly as good as he used to be, but um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a spectacle, that's for sure. And it might just distract from the fact that the Galaxy probably aren't going to be a, a contender at the end of the season. What if he wins? What if they win it though because of him? It, it would be amazing. Yeah, I mean. I don't know why I like want this to happen because the Galaxy are the most spoiled <laughs> fan base in uh like out of any major sports team uh in America, like the Galaxy have the least to complain about. Right. The MLS treats them like with the most preferential treatment possible. And uh not that they haven't earned that, I suppose. They've probably uh propped the MLS up many a time. But um yeah, so I don't know why I really root for them, but it's more I, fun than rooting for like the fire who <laughs> their management that. has never done anything to deserve a uh, a championship. I was uh, chatting about the Donovan move with Jeff Erickson, who for people who listen to this podcast and do other things on the site, Jeff runs a significant part of our site. He's mostly known for baseball, and he's does our uh, our radio show four days a week. He is a Galaxy season ticket holder. He's for those of you who don't know, he's actually a soccer nut. And he was kind of hoping that the Donovan move meant they were getting rid of Gerard. <laughs> he's been like <laughs> so amazingly disappointed in Steven Gerard. Like he can't, he, I think he's ready to like pack his bags as soon as the, the contract is over. He was also a huge uh, Juninho fan as well as Omar I'm with Gonzalez. Him on both of those. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so with he's him on all three of those things. He, so bringing Donovan back is just making him feel a little bit better about this team. Cause he, every time he said, basically every time Gerard comes out, he's just like, this guy is awful. I don't know why he ever comes in. And I had to tell him like, basically everyone thinks he's good too, because you know, he'll send in a, a random corner that, you know, Daniel Starris will head in and everyone's like, Oh, Gerard's the best. And it's like, he's not, yeah, he, he's actually having a horrible he, season. <laughs> he, uh, he like comes up with it like a nice pass every now and mm-hmm. again, but he attempts like so many bad ones yeah. that, yeah. And, and like playing with Keane and Dos Santos and like guys, Zardis, guys like that, it's going to make you look pretty good in MLS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, yeah, people were joking around. Part of the Donovan reaction was were pictures of Gerard that just said the Everton lad about Donovan coming <laughs> back. So, um, but anyway, let's uh, let's talk about this weekend because that's usually why people listen to us. Oh, I forgot to prepare for the actual games. Yeah, that's all right. I don't think any of us usually prepare. It's just all Donovan talk. That's right. That's right. Um, So who do you think Landon Donovan likes in um, In Houston, Sporting Kansas City? Yeah, Friday night. One of the worst games I think we'll see all weekend. I I feel like Houston against anybody's bound to be one of the worst games of the weekend. But uh, this one doesn't jump out at me as any reason to think Houston will be able to do anything. And Sporting Kansas City haven't been that great either. Uh, can anybody make me feel better about this game? Uh, we don't even get KC. Jimmy Madronda. Yeah, Sporting KC's Hallelujah. <laughs> look decent. I could probably play a couple of their players. And Madronda, speaking of Madronda, he's out. So uh, interested to see if uh, ever Alvarado starts. He's 3,100. And Kansas City just brought him in recently. I think he's a Honduran defender. Um, got some minutes when Jimmy Madronda uh, was red carded last game. I think he played like 30 minutes. So um, if he plays 3,100, pretty cheap for an outside wing back if you want to take a punt. Um, other than that, I mean, seems like uh haber has been doing pretty decent. Mm, yeah. Two points yeah, last game. Benny's been <laughs> Benny's been pretty good lately. 26 the game before that at home. So There you go. I don't know. I mean, they've got a good matchup. Just which player is going to go off? Is it going to be Dwyer, Failhaber, Zussi, Jacob Peterson? I could see a Dwyer brace out of this one when nobody's paying attention on a Friday night. Definitely. That's when he's most apt to score two goals. Um, but interestingly enough, Houston beat Kansas City 2 nothing earlier this season in their only other match of the year. Mm-hmm. Probably because Kansas City felt like they had to play Brad Davis, who is not good. That helps. Also, Cuba Torres started up top in that one and uh, got himself an assist, and now he's gone. Yeah, now he's gone. How do you feel about that? It's probably good for him. Houston just ruined him. And, I mean, I think part of it was on him, too. Mm -hmm. But... uh, like a young player like that that had, what, 17 or 18 goals with Shivas USA, how are you not just feeding that guy minutes and hoping he turns it around? Right. Like, they have nothing else to play for last year, this year. So just get him in there and see if you can get him, like, a, a big string of games that can help him develop. And they didn't do that. So I don't know why they went out and got him in the first place. I don't know why they brought in Owen Coyle in the first place. Um, I don't know why Houston does most of the things they do. They spend a designated player salary on DeMarcus Beasley. Mm-hmm. Um, I love DeMarcus Beasley, but guess what? Your your designated player should not be a left back. Not in this league, not how it's built, not when you want to sell tickets. Actually, yeah, actually Cole just tried a little bit. The good thing about the Cuba move, though, is that it does open up more minutes for Minotas, who's been actually looking as good as can be in a Houston attack. I mean, he's uh, he's 5,000 on DraftKings. I uh, don't know if I'd be playing him on the road at Kansas City, but I've act- he's kind of caught my eye lately. So 
um, a guy that I'm looking forward to playing in the right matchup. But I don't know if you uh, if you're feeling Alec Khan, if you want to pay up at keeper, Houston's been pretty bad on offense lately. Yes, they have. Melia is coming back very soon, isn't he? Oh, is he? In fact, yeah, he. I thought he was coming back right after this, maybe the next game. It's soon. Okay. So we may yeah, have to... it looks like he is. Uh, looking at a couple of notes here, it looks like he is in line to yeah. potentially make a comeback. So he's been he's out for a, a while, though. So you never cheaper know. than Khan too, forty nine hundred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a nice, uh, nice look right there. Um. All right, that's enough of this game. My gosh. Sorry to everybody who had to listen to that much Houston talk. Uh, let's go to the next one. Saturday, six p.m. Kind of an earlyish start. Uh, Vancouver at Columbus. Columbus should be getting a few pieces back. Uh, actually, both of these teams were missing a, a decent number of people uh, thanks to the international. I was going to call it a break, but obviously they didn't break. So international play. <laughs> but um, we've got basically all the guys that you would have picked are now back. Bolaños, Giles Barnes, Miram. Uh, who do you guys like the most from this game? Ola? Ola's been really bad, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even look that great when I watch the games, and statistically, I think he's been worse. I was going to say but, he's uh, bringing down the Kamara name, but he's not the only one doing that. <laughs> El Haji is the only one, like, propping it up, and ever since Patrick Mullins came in, he's been nowhere to be found That's either. Right. That's right. Uh, I don't mind Ola, but I don't know that I'm paying $8,800 for him this weekend. Uh, Giles Barnes, 6500 is a little bit tempting. Uh, Kudo is getting more expensive. It's just tough all around. I'll, if I'm taking anybody, it's probably going to be one of the midfielders, and it's just going to be whoever kind of fits my price range. Mm-hmm. Vancouver, I mean, also in addition to their attackers, they're getting back. They're getting Kendall Waston. They're getting David Edgar, Marcel de Jong. I mean, they were missing almost their whole back line last week. Yep. Yeah, I want to see if Iguain starts. He's been really frustrating. Not starting. I've, <laughs> I've owned him in MLS Fantasy. I think, J.D., you have too. Yeah, I uh, picked him up, and he played like one match in like four possible matches or something ridiculous. Yeah, super frustrating. He came on at halftime against the Galaxy this past weekend, so kind of seems like he might be coming around on whatever for whatever reason they are holding him out if it was a niggling injury. So... I'm I'm expecting him to start uh, 8,700 though. That's a pretty steep price for him. Um, when you pass, for, yeah, for me, I feel <laughs> like a guy like Bolaños or even Justin Miram um, could match or outscore Iguain, and they're a couple thousand bucks cheaper. Mm-hmm. So another guy from this game that I've had my eye on the past couple of weeks, and he's been another big letdown. But for the price, I can deal with it. Eric Hurtado. Not sure if he's going to get another start after uh, missing like seven or eight shots, not putting any of them on goal. <laughs> um, Some of them but, were such bad misses too. Like, oh, terrible. Oh. And, it's, and he had five shots in the game before that with only one of them on goal. <laughs> right, and he had a uh, point-blank header too that somehow he headed off the right off the line and over the goal. I don't mm-hmm. know how that even happens. But uh, I'm telling like you, it, he's... He's Domodoro's brother. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. He's For the price, his price keeps creeping up a little bit. But for whatever reason, Vancouver's been 
kind of giving him the keys to the car and looking looking towards him for goals and they're not coming. Be interested to see if he starts again with these international guys coming back and what kind of role he plays. But uh, I'm going to be looking for him in the starting lineup at least. You would trust him again? Yeah, if it worked out to where uh, you know forty six hundred bucks was kind of that you know that midfielder I needed to complete my team, then he might be the guy I go to. Ugh. I mean, the crew yeah. just the crew crew's defense still hasn't sold me yet, so I feel like Vancouver could score one or two against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Vancouver has lost five of their last six matches. They're drifting uh, out of playoff contention, so this is a huge game for them. It's also a huge game for Columbus, but they have a just a little bit more leeway. Yeah. Oof. Do you guys ever hesitate after international breaks? Like guys- on the guys that are coming back, right? Um, Not really, unless they really, you know took on a heavy load or picked up some kind of knock or something like that. Like mm-hmm. last night, uh, Kyle Beckerman, he didn't play a minute. So he, he turned around and, or he didn't play a minute in right. us's in game Tuesday's match. Yeah. Tuesday. And then turned right around and flew to, flew into salt Lake and was playing. So, you know, it all kind of depends on their workload, but usually, um, don't put a, put a ton of consideration into that. Yeah. I mean, we've seen like Robbie Keane or Giovinco or, Whoever it was, I think it was Keen actually played an international game and then the next night uh, flew back into L.A. and scored a goal. So, hmm. Sure as hell didn't do that this week. Nope. <laughs> um. <laughs> Somebody, I think, Javinko, didn't he come back the night before the game or something at one of his first, I think it was the first half of his first season last year in MLS, and I think he was back for not even a day. And he went out and I think had multiple goals. Hmm. Back and so. he's still getting called. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I, I don't know. I try to read into each individual situation. Like, for instance, Sasha Kleshton is coming back. And right. he had a huge international break. And he's going to want to keep it up. Yeah. But, um, like, if it's Clint Dempsey or whatever and he comes back, I feel like he's like, oh, I've been there, done that. Now I have to go back to this little MLS thing after I've been with the national team. So maybe he's not as motivated. And then someone like Justin Miram, if he's on international duty, it's a half the world away, most likely. So uh, the travel has taken more of a toll on his body. And if he only has two days to turn it around, then maybe I'm a little less inclined to take him. So I don't really have a hard and fast rule. I try to look into the individual factors, I guess. Yeah, I think the travel one, and you you kind of don't always consider it for MLS but we see it a lot actually in the Premier League or really all the European leagues because uh, basically the South American players having to go from you know Argentina or Brazil all the way back to England with like two days like they were uh, Brazil played who did they play on they played Colombia in Manaus on Wednesday night and Philippe Coutinho got like some special dispensation to fly from Manaus back to Liverpool that night. So he was basically getting back Thursday morning. And like, we don't really usually have to deal with stuff like that in MLS either because South America isn't really that far. And the guys coming from Europe probably aren't playing internationally anymore. Miram, on the other hand, that I don't know where, where Iraq played over the international break, but I'm guessing it was not close to Columbus. <laughs> I think you're probably correct. <laughs> um, 
All right, let's uh, move on to Philly hosting Montreal. Philly will get uh, Alejandro Bedoya and Andre Blake back. Montreal is playing their second game in three days, four days. And and they're bad. Yeah, they give up a lot of goals. Drogba is missing penalties. He's missing indirect free kicks six feet from the goal line. <laughs> um, do you guys think we actually see Drogba play? I hope not. <laughs> He's not on your MLS fantasy team, that's why. I was going to say, Skyler and I have him in FMLS, so we need him to play. But That's right. Um, I think he'll probably play. I mean, the Union, I mean, not the Union, but the Impact are kind of playing with fire here. I mean, they look to be safe in the playoff race there for a while, but if they not drop anymore. this one, yeah, if they drop this one, Orlando and even D.C. are right there creeping up on them. Um, so I feel like they've got to start putting their best foot forward. I mean, they they have looked bad lately, but I don't think you can afford they can afford to uh, rest Drogba at this point. Mm-hmm. And the Union are just going to step on the jugular this game. They're a completely different team this year, and they're going to take out the impact. It's that simple. <laughs> Do you think? Is. Well, Philly hasn't exactly been like a stout defensive team, so if they're going to stomp on it, is it like 3-1, 4-2? Like are we going to see a lot of goals from both <laughs> sides here? Well, I'm kind of serious. Like, the... 3-1's fine. Yeah, That sounds good to me. <laughs> You can let the impact have one goal. Yeah. They just, like, they don't even know what to do with their lineup anymore, the impact. They have all these guys. They have Mancosu. They have Drogba, Piotti. And then, like, last game they put, it looked like they had Kyle Becker, like, yep. trying to play some sort of attacking midfield role. Makes no sense. They, yeah. It's, I feel like they've got so many interchangeable parts, but they're all bad. Becker, Donadell, Bernier... Who, which I assume is Bernier. Bernadello. Yeah, Bernadello. Like, right, who they just signed like off the street a couple weeks ago <laughs> uh, that used to play for them as well and just randomly found his way back. Right. He and they have Lucas Ontivero, and... who was yep. playing in Copa America and looked good. Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, Salazar. Yeah. Like Exactly, and it's a, I don't know what they're doing. They like, shuffle everything around so much. Harry Shipper, you yeah, can say Harry Shipper. <laughs> he's been right. he's been he's hurt though. Injury. He's been hurt. Yeah, he's back now. So maybe that's it. Maybe he's oh, the one. Oh God, he's I... the saving grace. Yeah, that's what they need. Harry Ship. <laughs> um. Oh. Okay. So the last team that needed Harry Ship was one of the worst soccer teams I've ever watched in Major <laughs> League Soccer. They also signed Sean Maloney for like three weeks. Yep. Yep. And had three DPs say no to them, including Drogba. Um, <laughs> so who, if you're if you're sitting there saying I have to attack the impact, who do you start with from Philly? Is it Barnetta, or you try to go a little more goal upside with Sapong or Alberge? Does Elsino yeah. start? Like, I think it's got to be Barnetta after seeing what Orlando City did. Um, gosh, Perez Garcia ended up with like 28 points or 29 mm-hmm. points on DraftKings last night. Um, Kaka tore him apart so I think a guy like Barnetta is going to have a field day um, if that's any indication 100% agree mm-hmm. I liked Barnetta more when he was like in the $6,000 range and nobody liked him <laughs> but um, 
now I guess everybody's on to him and he's getting more expensive. Yeah, 8300's still, gonna... still not that bad, though. No, but I mean, like, um, I guess Mario Diaz is now 2000 more, but I'm kind of still thinking of, like, a, one of those elite midfielders, like, upper 9000s, you only have to pay 1500 1700 more for them. Um, he's 100 bucks more yeah. than Nicholas Ladero. Yeah, like in that case, I'm playing Ladero when it's Barnetta versus Ladero. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different tier of sheer talent. Yeah. Um, however, I play both of them. That's fine. If you don't want to pay ten thousand nine hundred, ten thousand five hundred, ten thousand three hundred for Valeri, Piotti, Diaz, um, yeah, I'd go Barnetta. There are a lot of expensive guys on this slate. A lot of them. Yes, there are. Um, so if it's Barnetta and who do you like next from this game? Do you give it to Piatti or do you go? Do you stay with Philly and just? If you stay with Philly, I think you look at Chris Pontius. Wow. Over some yeah, no way I can go Piatti at ten thousand five hundred. Yeah, I mean he 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 looked good last night, but he's still not the he's not the type of player that can look good in a game and and still earn fantasy points. He actually has to get an assist or a goal. Yeah, his floor is really um, low. Yeah, he was creating chances. I mean, Drogba and uh, Mancosu both kind of screwed him on on getting in a couple of assists, but uh, yeah, it's just way too steep of a price to to even consider on this slate for me. I think he had more points in FMLS than DraftKings, which is like astonishingly difficult for a non-defender. <laughs> yeah, Piotti still does lead. Uh, he's fourth in the league in goals, and that's with less games than the three guys ahead of him. Mm -hmm. So, what about Sapong at six thousand? Wow, he's really fallen yeah, down. I didn't realize he was way down there. Yeah, that's a pretty juicy price right there. Mm -hmm. He's been under seven thousand for a while though, but six thousand. He did have a couple of games where he just put up a one, so that's probably what, that's probably uh, probably played a part. Um, that's it fair. Does hurt. It's been a while since he scored. He did score against Montreal earlier this season. If that means anything to you, is Chris Pontius? Does he have more goals than? Uh, yeah, he does have more yeah. goals than Sapong. Yeah, I think he leads the. Union. I was gonna say, I think he leads the team. Yeah, Pontius has ten. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's just more dangerous coming in from the wing, and that's Montreal's been kind of susceptible everywhere, but I think they're a little bit more so from the from the wings and up the middle of the field. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I like him. Okay. Sapong kind of takes away a lot of the attention, and Pontius makes all the smart runs, kind of maybe back post, or he kind of makes you know just every everything you kind of want in a winger, except maybe blazing speed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Pontius is only four hundred more than Sapong. This is where I want MLS to have that midfielder forward yeah. designation because I bet Pontius would be one of those. He'd definitely be a forward, yeah. He'd get the forward midfield designation. I, I would play him in a forward spot over Sapong for $400 more, but I don't know if I can find a spot in the midfield form if I'm getting a guy like Barnetta and then spreading it out a little bit more. Yep. How about a forward midfield How about a forward midfield Harry Ship? Does that entice you? <laughs> no. <laughs> going there <laughs> okay. um, forget I said it let's move on to the next game um, we've got New York City FC at New England Harry Ship or Lee Wynn <laughs> 
Lee Wynn. Lee Wynn scored six points on DraftKings last week with an assist. Wow, how does that happen? <laughs> he also hit two posts. He hit Come two on. posts, yeah, which is probably closer than he should be getting to scoring. Oh, he had the yeah, he had the he PK missed, miss. He That's missed how the PK. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Hey, I want you to do an exercise here for me, Andrew, where you go to FMLS website, you toggle midfielders, mm-hmm. and you toggle total score for the entire season, and uh, you want me to tell you how far down Lee Wynn is? Um, it's, I assume it's significantly higher than I think it is. If yeah, he was like 50th, I'd believe you. Seven, that's ridiculous. He might, There must have been some early games where that's <laughs> It absurd. helps that he plays every game. I mean, there's a lot of guys that don't, so I will say that. And Pontius is actually right ahead of him, and so is Ozzy Alonso. But the top four are pretty much who you would predict it would be. Yeah, he hasn't had more than seven points since week 12. And seven's not that many. Like, that's the... Oh. So consistent. Yeah, that's what it is. He's so consistent. that, that, that He had four, four out of five. He had three games in a row with a goal and an assist, both. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell everybody when that was? Uh, weeks 10 through 12. Right, and what are we up to now? That's not 28? that many more. <laughs> 28. I'd roll a win out oh in gosh. this game, though. 6,900. Oh. I'd oh. give him another shot. That's Hell real- yeah. That's a really good price for a midfielder that's as active as he is and a team that's as desperate as they are. That is ridiculous. Jordan <laughs> Cooper, think... pull him out of the wood chipper for this <laughs> That's right. Beat um, him into my lineup. How many crosses has he had in the last few weeks? Like, uh, I bet you really don't know. It's five in the last three. <laughs> um, that, that's my, like, without the crosses, his floor is so low. But like, and we haven't seen any type of reasonable ceiling in fourteen weeks. Like, what? <laughs> I think you kind of saw his ceiling last game. He could have had three goals. I mean, Alan Gordon could have had three goals last night, but he didn't. You're not playing him. <laughs> I actually think I did play. Alan Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I played him too. Um, <laughs> anyway, go right ahead. Light your money on fire with Lee Wynn. What do you think his reasonable upside is? Well, no matter what, he's no matter what, the most he can win me is thirty five dollars on this Friday, <laughs> <Right>. Saturday <laughs> DraftKings slate. So I don't, oh. I don't know that I'm burning that much money. <laughs> so, so he's got the twenty point Jimmy Madronda upside. I've never seen Jimmy Madronda <laughs> hit that. Why would you play Lee Wynn at sixty nine over Chris Tierney at sixty eight? <laughs> are you really trying to bait me into this uh, defender conversation again? Play both. First oh. of all, you never know when Lee Wynn is going to start taking corners and set pieces. Like, it could happen any game. It happens when Tierney doesn't play. It sometimes happens when Tierney mm-hmm. plays in the past. They, like, just. I think it's happened, like, when Tierney just gets back from injury. Like, that's the uh, time. Maybe. So um, Tierney and Cash and, and win in GPP or Tierney and win in GPP. Um, we should note that we were discussing earlier that we th- we kind of think David Villa could get rested. Patrick Vieira has kind of hinted that his old guys could u- use a rest and they're comfortably in the playoffs. They're playing on turf, which guys like Drogba don't do at all, but... 
the NYCFC and guys. Garbage team. Right, they're playing a garbage team. Um, do you? This would be a great spot for Patrick Mullins. Uh, uh, what about no Mendoza or <laughs> Tony Taylor? Gary <laughs> Shelton. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've Tommy got... Mack is a false nine. The... Oh. <laughs> um, we haven't mentioned Kai Kamara in this game. Is anybody? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not to jump off the David via NYC discussion, but uh, I also think we haven't touched on that. New England is going to be playing three days later for a U.S. Open Cup championship, yep. or four days later mm-hmm. against FC Dallas. So I'm interested to see if they do rest any starters on on New England's end. Um, they they almost surely will, and the same goes for Dallas, who we uh, right. We'll yeah, get we'll get to, to that. So. We might not get to play Win or, or Tierney. I wouldn't be surprised if those guys to. rested. I mean, they're going to be. <laughs> yeah, that's all he, they've got to play for, really. If if they start, then that makes me leery of them as well. I'm glad you brought that up. Because they'll get pulled early. Yeah, I think so. Even whether they're losing or winning. Uh huh. Um. So maybe they give like a guy like Diego Fagundes, who hasn't been logging the most minutes. Maybe they give him a little bit of an extended, uh, maybe a full ninety even. And he's only 5,000, so he's a guy that I would consider if you really want to play New England guys. Kellen but Rowe? Tommy, yeah, Kellen Rowe I think they see as like a almost full-time starter. So he's mm-hmm. a guy that's eligible to come off early or not start at all. He has twice as many fo- points as Lee Wynn in the last five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> How about it's crazy that Tommy Mack is back down to 4,800. Wow, is he that low? Yeah, like that's almost nearing like one of those value plays that I have to search for every week to write up. The, <laughs> <laughs> I think JD's breaking possibly news. breaking. <laughs> we literally, <laughs> the three of us, just got tweeted <laughs> from Jordan Cooper as yeah, we're doing sorry, this. Sorry, let podcast. me turn my alerts off here. Y'all better not be pulling any more revs out of the wood chipper on the podcast this week. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible timing. Um, <laughs> man, that's great. Um, I, uh, yeah, Tommy Mack. I just feel like if you play that far up with guys like Via and Lampard and Pirlo, that you you're com- completely worthy of fantasy concern. Like, what makes Jack Harrison so much of a better option than McNamara? Nothing. Right. Well, I mean, it, they're both different players, and I think they've both been really effective this season. But, uh, yeah, I would pick McNamara there, especially if V is out. Right. If V is out, I think McNamara's shoulders a little bit more of the attacking responsibility, and Harrison probably keeps doing the same thing he has been. Hmm. But McNamara's also learning how to shoot from distance from Pirlo, and he's had a couple just beautiful goals from way outside the box this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he kicked and off he, the season that way, didn't he? I think he scored the first yes. goal of the season with a pure finish. I think you're right. Finish. And guess who New England's goalkeeper is? Well, A, it could be any of two guys, and B, they're both bad. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't it also be uh, Cody Cropper? Didn't he just uh, – I think he was on the bench last week. That would be exciting. Yeah. And that would – if Villa doesn't play and Cody Cropper gets the start, I would consider playing him at $3,000. dollars mm. Wow. Yeah, this, this game could be ugly if everybody decides to rest everybody. 
Let me yes, throw one please. more revs out there just uh, in lieu of the Jordan Cooper tweet we got here. This one's a uh, wood chipper special because he's coming back from injury. A guy that I played a couple of times early just on a whim, Donald Smith. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's back. That's not a real person. <laughs> he's he's uh, returned to the bench. I don't think he's yeah. played, but he's back from injury. And if the revs do go make some wholesale changes, um, he's listed as a Ford on DraftKings, which, you know, diminishes. But he's the left back. He's the yeah. Jordan Cooper special. Totally. Right. Yeah. So there we go. That, that one's that one's for you, Jordan. He had a 14 cross game earlier this season. <laughs> and right. he had 11, 11 oh, tackles. Nice. Yeah, as a left Get back, too. As so. a left back, yeah. I would play him at 4,200. Have fun with that. <laughs> if, he, if he starts. Ugh. Yuck. I can't believe their first round pick, uh, McCrary, has not gotten any time yet. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe this is the weekend. Um, let's keep moving on because we've got six games left. Um, we've spent so many time, so much time this podcast on bad teams. Yeah, maybe we have more than more than ever. Yeah, thankfully we get to talk about Toronto hosting Chicago now. <laughs> uh, no Javinko, although it sounds like he could return next weekend. David Akam should be back for Chicago. Toronto's got a very informed Josie Altidore right now. Do you guys have any hesitation of playing Josie without Javinko? Or does that make you feel better about Josie? It or doesn't do you, make me feel better not, about yeah, him. It's not like Josie at all. Well, he's $7,900, which is a lot for a guy that you need goals from. I mean, if he doesn't score a goal, that's awful value. You might as well go Sapong for nineteen hundred dollars less. I was gonna say he's surrounded so, <clears throat> salary wise by guys who are exact I mean, I think they nailed this. Dom Dwyer at eight thousand, Josie at seventy nine, Adi at seventy eight, Wando at seventy seven. Yeah, yeah, and even from this game, uh, like JD's saying, if you're going for a guy that counts on goals and Michael DeLeo who's been he's fifty two hundred, he's had a couple of almost twenty plus games the past two games, so um, I think he might have just as much upside as Josie in this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder if Armando Cooper is ever going to get any time. The exciting attacking midfielder that Toronto just randomly kind of signed. Yeah. Um, I, th- I mean, if he integrates into their lineup alongside Josie, Javinko, Michael Bradley, uh, like a Will Johnson... That's going to be really dangerous. So I hope he starts getting some minutes because he's only thirty nine hundred. He's a name that not a lot of people are gonna gonna recognize if they see him in there. And I think our podcast listeners are going to be able to benefit if they uh, can sneak him in when he finally gets his first start. You guys like Deliu more than Selignac? They're basically the same price. Yeah, it's so close. I think Deleu has a better shot at a goal. Selignac is probably a better all-around player right now for the fire. I think he's better at dishing the ball off, getting some assists, holding the ball up. Um, Deleu is better at complaining to the referees. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really close. I guess I'd go with Deleu. Chicago have been good lately, by the way. Yeah. I mean, they've, they haven't been bad. They haven't been terrible to watch. Um, they're opening up their offense a little bit, and it might come at risk of uh, letting in a few more goals. But they're far from my least favorite team to watch these days, and they were way up there at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I just noticed that Calm is listed as a midfielder. Hasn't he been a forward lately? Or am I just... 
Um, I think like he's, he's been a midfielder all season, but you asked me this about another guy, and I think I told you the wrong thing a couple podcasts ago. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I can't seems, keep track anymore. Yeah, it seems like Akam is one of those guys you like to stick in as a big upside forward, and now he, now he's going to be lumped in with a midfielder, so it seems like that might make it a little tougher to roster him, but he's he's a good play this game. 9000 though, man, that's a pretty steep price. <laughs> I was actually just about to ask, is that too steep? Uh, Not really, because he can just completely open up a game. I mean, if you're going to get Ignacio Piotti for pretty much the same exact reason, then a comms a heavy discount. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably still play him at 9,000. Maybe 10 might be pushing a little bit much, but... Well, I mean, he's not going to be at one of my cash game guys at 9,000, but... You'd rather him at 9,000 than Plata at 93? Um, I guess it's different positions, so it's not. <clears throat> Maybe he was a forward. I don't know. I think he was now. You guys were <laughs> If they were both forwards, I'd probably like Plata a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the next game, Colorado at Dallas. We mentioned a little earlier that Dallas is going to play the U.S. Open Cup uh, final on it's Wednesday, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Against the Revolution, so on ESPN that's, or ESPN uh, two. One of Do they really need two. my plug? Yeah. Did they Did they pay us for this? Uh, no, very much no. The Maro Diaz bench watch is on full fledged um, because he's either. I mean, is he going to play three games in eight days, including U.S. Open match, which is probably going one hundred and twenty. I think Let it's going to be the type of thing where that if he does play kind of what JD was alluding to earlier is that it might be like a 60 minutes and then you're pulled type of thing. Yep. This game also has supporter shield implications though. Mm-hmm. It's true. Dallas has a lot more to play for than New England. Yeah. Yeah. And, but also Dallas doesn't really need to rest their people when they're going to be playing New England, a second, second division team. <laughs> Um, do you think I'm, I'm fully confident that Dallas and U S open cup could play their entire bench and possibly beat new England and beat new England. Yeah. Uh, we talked, uh, earlier, meaning a few days ago, uh, during the world cup qualifiers, I had noticed that Kellen Acosta on that North America, South America slate was the most expensive defender ahead of guys like Marcelo. And there was somebody else who was really good that I've now Makes forgotten. Makes sense. Yeah, so he's back, uh, which is nice. I think he's probably not quite as expensive now. Um, I take that back. He's five thousand. Oh wow, five. Yeah, he was sixty three hundred against St. Vincent. Um, you know what hurt Acosta on DraftKings? His price shot up early in the year because I think he had like two separate games with a goal. Mm-hmm. They were like, "This guy's playing midfield and he has a goal," but we listed him as a defender. We screwed up, so we're going to bump his price up. Mm. But then when he goes and plays international, he is a defender, so it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How much would Marcelo go if he, for if he was in MLS Daily Fantasy? <laughs> uh, he'd be in that tyranny range, 7,000 probably. I was thinking closer to like 9,000. Nine, I don't think they let defenders get that high. Whoever they, <laughs> I think if like, you know, Ronaldo was a defender the, <laughs> in MLS, sure. Um, guy... 
Gashi's back from uh, international duty and is really expensive. Uh, is there any reason to think he's playable at, what is it, 10-2 at Dallas? Uh, maybe just if you think Dallas is going to throw out a weak lineup or it's kind of a trap game and they're looking ahead to the midweek match, I can see an argument for Gashi this week, whereas I normally would not be able to. Gashi is another one, too, that I think just moved from forward to midfielder on DraftKings, at least in MLS. I think you're right about that. So that's tough, man. That, That really muddles up the midfield picture for me. Because it was a lot easier to play him as a, in that forward slot just because yeah. he does do so much compared to some of the goal-dependent forwards. So, um, man, 10,200. I'd probably go go with a guy like uh, Akam at 9,000 before I went with Gashi. There's not a ton to pivot if, like, if you if you build your lineup thinking Dallas will not play a full squad, and then they do... Um, like you're too cheap to to go to Valeri, uh, who plays in the later game. Uh, I guess you could go to Ladero, uh, Javi Momi. I mean, you you're not taking Gashi and hoping to then get Javi Mo. So, yeah, that's a tough spot to to have him in. Yeah, that is a tough spot. Hmm. No, I'll just you know go. I'll just go with Lee Win. I guess. I'm hoping we get to see. Uh, the MLS fantasy stud Aaron Gian, yeah, twenty five hundred on DraftKings. So he played last week. Yeah, he, he's getting some bench, minutes off the bench if Dallas decide that they want to rest some guys, and he might be one that sneaks his way into the lineup. The super switcheroo killer right there if he plays. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a switcheroo killer. I'm waiting for uh, whoever, whatever his first name is, man. Victor, yeah, Victor Mansare. Mansare, the, yeah. Uh, the Seattle Sounders. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's been my switcheroo guy for like months. Yeah, my, I alternate between Mansare and Guillen, who have to be two of the more uh, heavily owned players in the game. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, yeah, if, if Gashi is too much and Dallas puts out a, a second rate squad, is there anybody from. Colorado that you're thinking of Marco Papa uh, Dylan Powers no <laughs> Gets yeah ugly. I'd go Dylan Powers mm-hmm. he had five shots and five crosses last game that's pretty good right without Gashi right yeah well, exactly without Gashi so yeah. he's probably not going to take the corners mm-hmm. but uh, I, I just have always had a a soft spot for Dylan Powers, I suppose. Yeah, I believe he's so have, yeah. cheap, and if he's playing in the number ten role, you're getting you're getting a number ten for forty seven hundred dollars. That's that's like Nick Mosquito territory. <laughs> okay. But instead, people are going to go Marlon Harrison because he has a couple goals lately, which I think is would be a little foolish. Hmm. And, and plus, uh, he's been hurt. Yeah. Is there? He's, he's coming back, but. He didn't start last game. Yeah, the the key to this game is getting some cheap Dallas attackers if they throw them in there, I think. Whether it's Jetterson, Tesho. Uh, I'm still waiting for Colin Bonner or Coy Craft to get in because <laughs> the, the Dallas fans have kind of been clamoring to see either them or Timo Pitter. 
who's yeah. another uh, quality winger. Um, Carlos Lizarazo occasionally is getting into the mix, but not often. So they have a lot of good talent that I think um, is just worth a look anytime they they get a start, which mm-hmm. hasn't been often. But right. this might be this might be a game for it definitely. Okay. Um, let's move to Portland hosting RSL. RSL played Wednesday night, pretty dramatic three, three draw at home. Is there any rotation, uh, possibilities that you guys are looking at from RSL or do you think they just play out everybody that played Wednesday night? I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either, but I think at this time, I'm just kind of expecting them to roll out the, the same team. Yeah. Maybe Jaime Senelave gets benched because he was awful last night. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> how was how was that late game Alave <laughs> hammer, Skyler? Man, I was I was getting pretty pumped there at the end when he was basically playing as a true uh, striker. <laughs> they were just lumping balls forward to Alave up there, and he was nowhere to be found at the center back. Could um, we? Could we possibly? That's he can't possibly run back there in time. <laughs> Without just being completely out of breath. Can we now just call him Hammerson Alave? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't was uh, not the uh, the point hall I was hoping from him, but again, I don't, I, de- I definitely don't mind playing a center defender that gets so many opportunities in the attack. I mean, they basically look at him as a a third forward or whatever fourth forward if they're playing catch up. So I'd play him again in certain spots. I think if you're they're asking playing for catch up in the 90th minute, <laughs> not if they're playing catch up in the 70th minute. <laughs> right, but he's still, I mean, they're basically every single set piece you see him in there, they're trying to lump the ball into him. So he's he's the guy on set pieces. So I don't mind the play. Is he actually so twice moral the size? Of the story, oh, sorry. Moral of the story if you want a guy that's playing center forward for five minutes, go with Hymason Alave. <laughs> what my favorite part of the game last night was that the two, the first two goal scorers were Boateng and Plata, who I think combined are probably Alave's size, <laughs> like the two smallest guys in Major League Soccer. But it's what I and they literally both could lap him in a oh yeah one lap race yeah easily yeah i don't know man i think on the last podcast you said something about olave being slow he's actually one of the probably one of the faster center backs especially for his size in the league so he's a pretty fast fast dude and he he actually kept up with boateng pretty i'd say you know pretty surprisingly i was just about to say that he was surprisingly close to him before boateng just finished it and I will concede straight line speed, but he is one of the least shifty <laughs> defenders in the league. He his lateral movement is terrible, and that's why he always gets red cards and yellow cards. There you go. Because when someone just beats him to the side, he is done. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to go out and say to get Olave in your lineup for some. He's one of those center defenders, kind of like uh, Aurelian Collin, Ike Opara, that I just I'm drawn to just because of their set piece upside and it ends up either you know hurting me really bad or i end up shooting up the leaderboard if something good happens so it's kind of uh maybe it's a weakness in my dfs game but um i don't know i'll probably keep rolling it out is valeria must play what's that is valeria must play 
Oh, I don't think play. he is because there's so many other options, mm -hmm. but he's a really good play. Yeah. But I mean, like, Ladero is probably more of a must play mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, just keep going back to the price thing. He's almost 11000 and I feel like there's so many players on this slate price, you know, 1000 2000 even a few thousand dollars more than him that could probably match him point for point. The Maybe thing with is Larry is he's so good. Portland really need this game, and they're better rested. Like everything about this game is good for Valeri. Yeah, it's a tough fade. I think the price is what what does it for me though. Definitely. Okay. All right. Anybody else from Portland then? Like home against RSL, I feel like is a game worthy of having somebody. Yeah, I wouldn't really shy away from anyone. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate playing Fernando Adi mm -hmm. in a tournament lineup. Yep. Um, I'm still kind of waiting for him to show early season form. He has two goals in his last three, but it would be nice if he was doing it as consistently as he was early in the season. Um, probably roll by Tautus. I'll let you say his last name, JD. Probably roll him out <laughs> at defender. I just say V Tautus. <laughs> Andrew's Lucas Milano has no, not good. been bad. Yep. He's kind of been bad at like shooting, but other otherwise he's fine. Jack Mack? If he plays, sure. Hmm. All right. Jack Mack's like on pace to lead MLS in career goals. Yeah, I was about to say he's going to be Landon Donovan when it's all said and done. <laughs> yeah, the way that uh, LA broke rsl down last night i think portland's in for a good game here so yeah i'd probably target some players in their squad for sure okay and if if portland have a giovanni dos santos it's darlington nagby um i feel like the I, scoring's not there no but just in terms of like having all of the the skill set and tools to break down rsl like oh, okay. dos santos yep, did yep yep it's it's nagby it's gotcha. the speed it's the the dribbling the foot skills the wiliness okay. so it, him and dos santos are really similar in that regard it's just nagby works harder uh defensively and doesn't have the the attacking pedigree but he's also only forty nine hundred dollars so like if if you're saying hey nagby or tommy mack it, it's close for me, and I love Tommy Mack, so mm. maybe I just make two lineups for the one tournament I'm entering and one of each. I wish he was 23 and not 26. Nagby? Just, yeah. Yeah, like I, feel like... I wish like he, he spent some time like at a a scoring school or something. <laughs> like He needs like just some type of, I don't know, instinct or hunger or something because there's games where you watch him and you're like this guy actually is hungry for a goal and he almost always gets it mm -hmm. but there's other games where it's like this guy's happy to beat a couple people in the midfield dish it off to the wing and then just kind of float around back there and wait to do it all over again yeah right and then when he scores the hype trains all over him yep for a couple of games and then it's back to he is Maggie so again. good though it's yeah, definitely it's really... i mean when yeah he has those flashes of brilliance where you're like man it's amazing but it's not consistent enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If if fantasy soccer did not exist, he would be so much more appreciated. <laughs> there you go. Uh, 
Let's move on to the final game of Saturday. It's uh, Seattle at San Jose, which I feel like should be very one-sided, but maybe it's not. I'm, I don't see how San Jose keeps up, even though Seattle has been pretty poor. Uh, is there? Do you guys feel strongly one way or the other on this game? Um, I'm actually maybe leaning San Jose a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit of the home homer factor, I guess, and them being right there on the the red line. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, so important red line. <laughs> Seattle's right behind them though, so it's gonna be a good game. I mean, they're both pretty much fighting for that last spot right there, along with Portland. So. Who's the first guy you look to then from the earthquakes? Maybe Quintero for the price. Mm-hmm. Fifty nine hundred. He's been doing pretty. He's pretty active for him right now. So. But Goitom for the price. Yeah, if Goitom starts again, I actually think I rolled him out when he had his first start last weekend or a couple weekends ago. He had four he shots, two fouls drawn. Yeah, I think he had like nine points or something, eight points. So, yeah, yeah 4,900. If he starts, uh, it's a tough call, though, because it's that last game. I was game about to say it's the last game. He's either a hammer or he's a zero. <laughs> But who else? Uh, um, it's Ameriqua, I think, that he was starting in place of. I think Ameriqua was dealing with some sort of injury, which I'm not really sure what his status is. So might be worth looking into if you want to play Goitom. So, Skylar, this might convince you that it's okay to, to gamble with him. You, If he doesn't play and you have him in the utility spot, you know who you can downgrade to? Cordell Cato, baby. I was gonna say Christian rolled on, ah, but uh, uh. also also Cash Cordell. <laughs> Cash oh, yeah. Cordell. Oh man, Cato's been uh, his game logs look ugly this past couple of games. Two points, two points. It's got a fourteen in there, but uh. how about we put him in the wood chipper, Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> Just because he has a catchy name, he's safe. I thought we were gonna hear uh, Chad Barrett's name, but guess not. No. I'll pass. I mean, <laughs> Shea, Shea Salinas is a, like uh, yeah. exactly the same price. and Not that he's a guarantee to start, but he's been getting more minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's tough. If it, I mean, for me, this game's Ladero, and that's it. No Wando takers, Andrew? No. No. Oh, Andrew. Andrew no. does love him some Wando. I've had – I had Robbie Keane – on my FMLS team longer than I had Wando, and then Wando outscored him. Like, if that's how bad Keen was for my FMLS team, it's that Wando, with his four points, scored more. Ugh. It helps that Robbie Keen didn't play. God, that was stupid. Yes, that did help. I got my Brandon Vincent minus one off the bench. Um, so Ladero from Seattle. Uh, anybody feeling a little Jordan Morris? Sure. Mm. Not here. <laughs> Jordan Morris is, I mean, he's kind of coming into form. I like him a lot. I mean, he's the, he fits in that mold of the Josie Altador gold dependent forward. For a thousand dollars less. That's what I mean, yeah. And him and Ladero are only getting better together, and Morris is just getting more comfortable overall. Yeah, if you only really got like fantasy Jordan points Morris. for juking out like half the team and dribbling the entire field, then <laughs> I might consider Morris. But 
Uh, it was said with such like I don't want to say disdain, but there was something in there. Out of all the players you defend, I can't believe you're coming so hard at Jordan Morris. <laughs> I don't. It's not that I don't like him. I love, you know, the the prospect of him and, and what he's gonna do eventually. But right now, I don't know. He's sixty nine hundred or sixty eight hundred on DraftKings, and you've recommended a more expensive Will Bruin than sixty eight hundred dollars. <laughs> Maybe at in the time, right matchup at a time in your life. Uh, Jordan Morris is a tank no he's a beast yeah he's he, that running all he is amazing all he has to do is get open in the box by like two feet and ladero's gonna find him and i guarantee you ladero's gonna have his way with the san jose defense at least a couple times it's just gonna be if someone can finish the magic he creates and jordan morris hasn't been bad at it since ladero's joined the team so skylar do you I like mean, if, do you like wando listing- or morris uh, Wando. Oh, yeah, Morris. Wando. If I'm <laughs> listing 10 guys that are going to score this weekend, Morris is on my top 10. Over Wando? If I'm just looking for one goal and I had to make a list, Jordan Morris is in my top 10. Wando is... Well, let me browse quickly. I mean, there's eight games, so I highly doubt he's going to be on my list. Oh, man. I'm actually... I'm going to go out go out on record and guarantee a Wando goal. Oh! No. Whoa! This, this Saturday, Wanda is going to score a goal. High stakes here from Skyler. What are you? What are you wagering? My car? Isn't that? <laughs> we'll do the. Uh, I'll I'll do a uh, rap about Wando on the next podcast, and I'll owe you another one. Or I don't know if I owe you one, but I think I was going to make up one for that week rap I brought a couple podcasts ago. So yeah, it is coming, guys. Skyler just needs to, to write it. Yeah. Full disclosure, I also have not finished mine, but that's because I know Skylar's never going to have it. Hmm. Uh, (laughs) Let's go. Can't rush brilliance. Um, All right, enough of that. Let's go to Sunday. We've got two games. Let's just pack them in together. DC United at the Red Bulls, Orlando City at the Galaxy. We should have some good forwards to discuss, but who knows if Robbie Keane will play. So we've got BWP and Kyle Lahren at least. Um, Dos Santos, was, has he been a midfielder again? He's another one that I felt like switched recently. He's I th- He's been a midfielder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. He has been. Okay, so do you take Dos Santos home against a terrible Orlando side or Kledgeton yes. against D.C.? Both. <laughs> okay. That probably takes you out of the running for Laren Keane or BWP. BWP, who's now tied for the league-leading goals, yep. by the way. Yep. Good grief. And he's tied for the highest price of all time. BWP is? <laughs> or for BWP, 10600 Oh. Man. I didn't even know the Sunday slate was open. Um, wow. You have to scroll yeah, you to gotta the do ends the... of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> right. You've got to do the the filter where you yeah. click on the latest time available, search my, and all that good oh, stuff. My finger cramped up just scrolling to the bottom to find it. <laughs> um, all right, so if um, if I like question more than Dos Santos, how about we start there? Yeah, that's where I was going. Okay, do you like Kaká along those lines? Like in that I group? like question, and then I like Dos Santos, and then I like Kaká. 
And I might like BWP more than Kaká if you have to pick between the two. If Keen starts, right, do you like him over BWP? No. I think I do. Just a little bit I'm more. I'm all about BWP these days. He's yeah, been so good. Kleshton's been so good. The Red Bulls are playing like the Red Bulls of last season. They're going to be extremely hard to stop. Do you think they shut out DC? I don't know if they shut out DC, but they beat DC. Mm-hmm. Where do you go for DC value? Mullins? Acosta? Yeah. Sam? Acosta's been more expensive, I guess, so that would be hard. Maybe Niarco if he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough because they do kind of shuffle their lineup around a little bit. But Do you like, uh, sorry, do you like Lloyd Sam or uh, MPG? Probably Lloyd Sam. Skyler, you were on Perez Garcia last night. Would you play him again? Another two games late? Yeah, I'd play him again. He's been meshing in well with Orlando. I think he's kind of helped them revive their their season a little bit, honestly. I mean, I know it's only been a few games since he's been active, but he's doing really well, so... Mm -hmm. Um, six thousand. Sam seventy four hundred. Then I might wow, play. Sam's got expensive. Yeah, Sam's yeah, I don't like that expensive price at all. Hey, now, how much is Rivas? Uh, Rivas is cheap, I believe. Let me see. Yeah, he's, he's your value for this late. Yeah, he's forty nine hundred. You think he starts with Molino and Laren back? I have uh, no idea, but he <laughs> should because he was awesome. Yeah, he was. He looked really good. Um, I don't think he will though. I think. Laren and, and Molina will come in for Rivas, and who else was it that uh, started last night? Well, it's MPG because he had he, has he been starting. Yeah, Not he's been really. starting. Oh, okay. Not with Kaká. Yeah, I didn't right. think with Kaká. Uh, Breck Shea, he might move to the yeah, bench. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Breck Shea. I think that uh, Molino and and Laren come back in for Shea and Rivas. Mm. I think. MPG has been starting the past few games. Oh, okay. And uh, Kaká has been kind of lining up a little bit Outside. more on the wing, yeah. Just so stupid, but <laughs> And that's the thing about Kaká, too. It just seems like his crossing has gone down a little bit lately. So Yeah. Uh, unless you're getting the goals from him these days, which he's actually been bringing. Mm-hmm. Um, and not on just penalties, Andrew. <laughs> I turned the corner. I turned the corner like on Kaká. The only person in the entire world that hated Kaká was Andrew. Hate such a strong word. <laughs> I hate Lee Wynn. Lee Wynn is the penalties, hasn't he? Yes. The last few games. Yes. I hate Lee Wynn. <laughs> he's such a nice guy. I'm sure he's lovely. He's a horrible fantasy player. Except in <laughs> FMLS where he's just a he's Burt by Bly Levin. He's just an accumulator. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ugh. Anyway, um, are there? It seems like these teams don't have any like high, high-powered defenders. Like, are you gonna? Is there even anybody to pay up for? Robbie Rogers. Yeah, Rogers and Ashley Cole. Cole. Yeah, Chris Duvall. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> I feel like this is a center back special, so you can get clutched in and. Burnbaum. Burnbaum has been DC United's mm. best attacking player outside yeah. of Mullins and Acosta. I'm not even kidding. They 
every set piece they look for him. Like yeah. if Skyler wants to talk Alave, I'll match him with Burnbaum every single day of the week. <laughs> yeah, I like Burnbaum as a center back that bombs up the field and set pieces uh, on this. And not even too, that. Colin he just again. like sometimes he just feels like joining the attack and he just goes up there and becomes a target. He's actually really good with his feet too. It's not just like a a header only type of guy. Yeah, it seems like he's like I was targeting him targeting him earlier in the season and it seems like he's just now kind of coming around to where he's getting those picking up some more of those attacking points. So um he's definitely higher on my radar now than he he was earlier in the year. He's also higher on the Israeli league's radar than he was earlier in the year. This is true. Get him in your lineup while you can unless DK is going to start offering Israeli soccer. <laughs> I like Colin though uh, this game. We mentioned might him have earlier. Might as Liga MX. <laughs> That's true. Who? I think we, <laughs> I think we need to uh, talk about Mike Grella and Alex Moyle being being out, and who's yep. going to step in for them? Will Verone get some playing time finally? Ugh. How about Damari? I wrote him up last weekend, and he didn't play, which was a bummer. But I did assume... he come off the bench? No, if he yeah, did. yeah, he just didn't start. I mean. I'm pretty sure he did come off the bench. I assume Davis starts for Mule, right? On the wing? Yeah. Or do they move Felipe out there? Uh, I don't think either of those are very good fits. Maybe <laughs> maybe Davis. but Yeah, I think Davis will probably maybe stick in that kind of holding role a little bit. And then uh, there's another guy that came on. I didn't really recognize his name. Royer. Was it yes, Royer? Dan- yep, Daniel Royer. He could be. They paid a lot of money for him, too, I think. Those were two, like, really big Red Bulls-style signings. Like, instead of getting the flashy guy, they got two guys that fit their, you know, really high-tempo, high-pressure system. And uh, I think by the end of the year, we're going to... A lot more people are going to know the names of those two guys. All right, cool. Some value plays if they start there. For sure, for sure, which you'll need to get... Dos Santos and Kledgedon and BWP and yes, be impressive. That, that be would impressive. be a nice stack if it happens. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's the weekend. Um, we've gone. Wow, we've gone pretty long here. I guess the Landon Donovan talk will always get us to go a little longer. Um, any parting words for you guys before we sign off? Nat, tonight it was a little bit long, but it was a lot of fun. And for whoever bared with us the whole time while football is uh, football season's in full swing, much appreciated, and good luck this weekend. Yeah, keep an eye out for those starting lineups, especially in that uh, New England and the Dallas game. I think we might see some value plays emerge. So should be a fun, another fun weekend of DFS. Good luck, guys. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? 
Of course it's dangerous. Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13.